Welcome to Coffee with the Chiropractor, the podcast to help you unlock the secrets to improved health and wellness. Whether you're a chiropractor or chiropractic patient, we'll be traveling across the globe to talk to professionals who can help you to discover new ways to improve your health or the health of your patients. From chiropractors to osteopaths, personal trainers to nutritionists, we aim to help you in all of your needs. Here to host the show, a chiropractor, wellness coach, and life enthusiast, Dr. Patrick Hogg. Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor. It's your host, Patrick Hogg. And we're going down to Fulham today to speak to one of our previous guests' associates. Uh, This chiropractor graduated in 2018. She went to Life West over in California. Uh, She's been in practice for about three years. Currently, like I say, practicing in Fulham and living in Kingston, originally from Aylesbury and has like a, a very broad concept of chiropractic, but very, very much focused on chiropractic techniques. Uh, she has a few niche different techniques that are very chiropractic based. Uh, one of the most interesting adjustments that I've personally ever received is actually from this next guest. And this was this is a specific technique called network spine analysis, which isn't necessarily the most common uh, type of practice that you'll see from chiropractors, but also has abilities in diversified, which is the type of chiropractor that most people will see from their YouTube videos, etc. cetera. Uh, practices SOT, toggle and knee chest as well, but also runs her own business in renewable face cloth table pieces. So what she actually has as well is that a lot of people that have been to chiropractors and seen the paper that all the chiropractors use for the headrest, Hannah actually makes renewable ones for cloth so that people don't have to create so much waste in their clinics. So please welcome to the show our special guest, Hannah Emmett. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I know I probably won't have done you complete justice. So maybe you can just fill us in on a little bit more of the details that maybe I missed out about you. So details are, I always like to call myself a here, there and everywhere girl, having lived so many different places, but that's partly due to my father. So I did originally start my chiropractic schooling in the UK. So AECC, WEOC, had some turmoil, so hence going out to California, but also had a very good mentor in the sense of Brian Kelly, who also just knew I was meant to do chiropractic. So followed that instinct, but it was being out there that also enabled me to dive much more into network spinal, especially as it was taught as an elective. Donnie, who is the founder for Network Spinal, did most of his teaching in Denver. So just a plane ride away, (laughs) but it was enough that I could go and learn and hear the stories and then also help out occasionally when Danny, his stepson, like took over and started doing all the teaching. So yeah, so December 2018 is when I came back, did all the UK GCC licensing stuff so that I could get practicing and then started working with Caress. Amazing, amazing. So look, obviously everyone's got a slightly different story when it comes to chiropractic. Uh, Some people obviously just you know, they find themselves falling into the profession. Some people have had a profound experience. Like you said, you've had mentors and stuff that kind of guided you to it. But 
maybe you could explain to us a little bit of the reason why you chose chiropractic or why chiropractic maybe chose you. Okay, so um, I originally danced. So I danced from the age of three and a half, four, and um, kind of got to the age of 18 and very much my life was like, well, I want to go to dance school. This is what I want to do. So I auditioned for places like the Royal Academy of Dancing, which is the equivalent to the Royal Ballet and some of the London schools of dance. But I kept failing my medicals and it was like, well, why am I failing my medicals? This doesn't make sense. Um, I eventually kind of started dancing full time and within six weeks of literally dancing full time, my body just decided to lock up to the point of not being able to walk, let alone lift my leg the height of a step. To do a plie was impossible and kind of got really frustrated. And we were very much, oh, it's just new muscles. It's new muscles, it's fine, let's work it out. And kind of four months later, this was like, this is not going anywhere, this, what's going on? So my dance teacher actually suggested I saw a chiropractor. So I went and saw the chiropractor that she saw a guy in Brentwood and he kind of explained what was going on and we managed to link it to an incident at school five years earlier in which someone pulled a chair from underneath me at school. So instead of me landing on coccyx, as most people do, I actually landed on one side. So I managed to kind of displace my pelvis, which was enough then when I started dancing, my body was like, yeah, not doing this. So with the help of chiropractic, I actually managed to do my advanced modern, my advanced tap, grade A ballet. So I kind of like the top ballet exams and other other exams so that's kind of how I found chiropractic over time I I kind of wanted to teach but then I just fell out of love with dance and teaching and so I went off to uni in the hope of doing physio because I still wasn't kind of on the mindset with chiropractic had the opportunity to go out to Palmer Davenport in 2003 for the Lyceum weekend and the guy I was talking to who was one of the admission guy was was a dancer and he had actually said to him how chiropractic got him back on his feet to dance and it kind of just made me realize I was like if every single dancer could be under chiropractic care from the beginning how much less injuries would they have it's an interesting then, question yeah <laughs> so and kind of my journey kind of started from there and then I did originally have an idea for my project but if I'd have done it at, at Wales, which is, I was like, I wonder how many times a dancer actually gets a whiplash from doing all the turns, like doing their pirouettes and their shenny and everything. Yeah, there are so many sports that are like that as well. Yeah. And it's, it's not the, I mean, just look at stuff like, uh, stuff like rugby and yeah. uh, boxing and, you know, any really big, heavy contact sports, American football, you know, these guys get huge injuries, concussions, whiplashes, pretty much every single time they get onto the field. It's actually interesting. You can, you can obtain a whiplash in as, having a car accident in as little as 15 miles an hour. Yeah. And the reality of it is, is you're in a big metal box. You know, when you're, when you're doing stuff like dance and rugby and all these other sports, you don't have this huge network of kind of crumple zones and airbags around you. No, you, I, mean, I was it, lucky... 
at Life West, we actually had one of the fastest growing rugby teams in the in USA rugby mm. because we got one up from scratch. Mm. So most of actually the USA female rugby team, mm. the Eagles, are actually chiropractors or chiropractors to be. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Thank so, and I, I've seen it all. Um, I got to adjust some of the of the rugby team under mm. under supervision. It was amazing adjusting some of the ex all blacks and like i'm gonna say like the really big tongans because mm, <laughs> they're mm, not mm. that big yeah oh well i mean leicester rugby club in this country is all under the care of Ulrich sandstrom yes so they're all under they're all under chiropractic care and i'm pretty certain it's ac milan i can't remember if it's ac milan or inter milan they're all under chiropractic care as well yeah and then of course i mean you've got fulham rug fulham football who are under nick metcalf yeah. Uh, so. yeah. Like you know, there and and the thing is, is that these sports clubs are looking things at a preventative measure. Yeah, we as we as a population still haven't quite uh, hit to terms with the idea <laughs> of prevention is significantly better than cure. Yeah, definitely. It's bad getting there. <laughs> We're getting. We will get there one day. The, the the chiropractors will eventually get people to understand that we can prevent things much easier than we can cure them. So Hannah, I just every chiropractor has uh, almost a different routine and regimen in how they look after themselves, but there is pretty much one thing that is very, very clear that most chiropractors tend to like looking after their own health. So maybe you could give us a little bit of advice on some of the most important things to you or some of the most important principles for you maintaining and taking care of your own health. So one of my, as I say, there's probably about three big things that I do, which are important for me. So one is I, I definitely go and get network spinal care for myself. And so being so few of us, I am lucky being kind of closer to London because there is a, a little bit more of us in London. So I do go up and see somebody in Notting Hill for that. The other thing that I very much do and he is very well known in, in the chiropractic world, but specifically in the network spinal world, because he actually used to be the um, chief editor of the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, is I occasionally will have a session with a guy called Dr. Kim Yobst. And Kim has been in my life for about five years now, um, partly because I became severely ill and nobody could figure out what was going on. So just occasionally having a chat with him and having a mindset and re and kind of looking at what's going on mentally with if anything with any if there is any physical symptoms coming up see well what is the effect what is what is it i'm manifesting and then my third element is very much practicing um the demartini method so john demartini's work and just trying to break things down to kind of neutralize it in some ways and see that there is a blessing in a blessing for whatever has been thrown at me. And I suppose there is actually one fourth big thing that I do do, which is food state um, supplements that Chris and I have actually just introduced to the clinic. Yeah, I'd seen, uh, I think it was magnesium that's just been introduced. Yeah, yeah uh, we've, we've introduced 11, but there's about a range of 30 odd. Right, okay. Interesting. Okay. So look, obviously there's quite a, a, a lot going on. So for, for those that potentially have never heard of network before, yes. 
because a lot of people were, if you've seen a chiropractic online, and this is really interesting because I get this every single week is, are you going to do that thing where you wrap the towel on my head and yank my head? And that's what the general population's education of what an adjustment looks like. And I can promise you that is not what every single adjustment looks like. So no. I've had a network adjustment. I had my network adjustment done uh, by Hannah. And I can tell you, it's probably one of the most gentle techniques that I've ever, I've personally ever received. I think the only thing that kind of comes in line with it is SOT, which is, again, is very, very gentle techniques. But maybe you could explain what network is good for, how it, how it works as an overview, uh, and then maybe some of the key things that it might help with. So Network Spinal came about, Johnny came across it accidentally in the sense he was like, how can I put the least amount of effort in but get the biggest results? And one day he basically had somebody in with a cross leg, so they had laying face down with their leg over, um, ready to do an SOT adjustment. And the mm -hmm. phone rang, so the receptionist called him out and said, I think you need to take this. So left the guy there, came back in, not realizing that he hadn't adjusted the guy and crossed the legs and the legs were even. So Donnie kind of said, well, what do you do? He goes, well, I took a few big deep breaths. That was about that. So Donnie kind of, kind of looked at other te techniques and started bringing them in. But network is very much looking at spinal cord tension. So he um, got the book by Alf Brigg, which is called Adverse Mechanical Core Tension. And what we don't realize is when we start actually pulling forwards with the text neck and increased lordosis, it's not just our joints, it's actually our spinal cord that starts pulling. So Donnie's very much started looking at all the spinal cord tension and what happens, whether it be lateral bending, flexion extension, and also realizing that the spinal cord is actually made up of two. It's not one big thick cord like we think it is. It's actually two. So you can have one side of the spine pull, but not the other side. So my, my literally my way of describing how gentle it is, is like touching the white of your eye. And people look at, people look at me and go, what? I'm like, yeah, it's really gentle but it has so much effect physically, mentally, emotionally, even chemically. It just, we store, as much as we think we store everything in our joints, it's our spinal cord that we store it on, which is our nervous system. It's difficult to necessarily explain that to a, to a patient as well, because when you look at, say for example, someone's posture, and it's interesting because I've seen I've seen the photos of cross sections of people where the spinal column position has changed, but how much an effect that makes on the actual spinal cord itself and how yeah. dehydrated the spinal cord can become because it can start to affect the way that the cerebral spinal fluid can start to come around. It affects the way that neurons work within a cross section. So that the number of actual nerves in your spinal cord can actually start to change when you start looking at this stuff. Now, personally, I don't do NSA, but I have seen a lot of these cross-sections cross that, and then this isn't specific to network adjusting, by the way, this is, this is across the board. 
it, yeah. it if it works it works but with this kind of a process say for example you know i've got patients with very very severe fibromyalgia and these kinds of techniques where obviously big manual adjustments diversified adjustments with relatively high force and i say high force no adjustment should be high force but much higher force than something like nsa is going to be a lot less triggering if you're doing something that's only the pressure of touching the white over your eyeball. We do actually have a client that has MS, so multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And when she first came in, every time she would be using a stick. Very, and, and very wobbly. And we've now got her to the point, she can walk two miles without mm -hmm. her stick. But she knows, she does know that if she's having an emotional moment, it yeah. does, it can set it off a little bit more. Amazing. But it's been interesting watching her. Yeah. Oh, working with uh, working with like chronic patients, like uh, multiple sclerosis, you can't necessarily reverse. And this is, by the way, as a, a disclaimer, we're there's no point saying that we're treating EMS. All we're doing is adjusting the function of someone's body and improving the way that that person's body functions. And as a result, it tends to have a positive impact on the way that someone's neurology starts to work. Now, if you've got a neurodegenerative disease, something like MS, and you make their nerve system work better, and their spinal cord work better, and their joints move better, that person can function better. That doesn't necessarily mean you're treating or curing the disease, you're just helping that person to function at a better level. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's also not many people know, so my brother is actually medical. Mm -hmm. So my brother is, four days a week he does something which I keep very quiet about because of the nature of the work. And then one day a week, he is an A&E consultant. Mm -hmm. And we often sit and we discuss, well, how is it you're changing things? And it's like, well, it's your H5 wires on your, in your neurosystem. And it's like, but I don't get it. And I'm like, but you looked at chiropractic when you were 18. Come on, you should know this. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's difficult to try and explain to somebody, let alone somebody that, is not from a medical background to somebody that isn't a medical background that they see the difference and they're like that doesn't make sense how are you doing that doesn't need to make sense though no doesn't need to make, you just need to know that it works yeah. <laughs> by the way uh, there are a lot of things in the world that i don't know i don't know how to put together an engine but i know that it works <laughs> oh. Well, I took part in engine when I was 18. Yeah. And I don't need to know how it works so long as it keeps working underneath the hood. And by the way, when it doesn't work, I take it to the person. They'll try to explain it to me. They'll, my mechanic, I catch him every single time. He goes, oh, it's because of I'm like, does the car work? Does the car work? Yes, fine. Here's the money. See you later. So I, I just want to jump back a little bit as well, because you were talking about the food state supplements as well. And I'm a little bit intrigued. Maybe you can explain some of the reasons why you supplement alongside chiropractic care as well and some of the supplements maybe you would advise so the reason i for me personally i started supplementing is i it was through my mentor dr kimmy obst so mm -hmm. we actually went through the functional med tests mm -hmm. and realized how depleted i was in some areas more noticeably like the mortifying one for me was vitamin d Having spent six years living in California, being out in the sun, loving being in the sun, 
And then literally a year later to have my vitamin D levels checked and they were like single figures. It was like, yeah, what happened there? Wow. So um, I tried other supplements before and just, I struggled. It's like my body, my body literally would reject them from, and the only way I could put it down was because of chemicals. So we started high dosing with the vitamin D and I, know, and I mean high dosing, but it was done under supervision. And within a month, I noticed a difference. And I just felt like I had more energy again and things. So, I mean, for me, my big ones, I always go to our vitamin D, especially this time of year, because of course we don't have sunshine this time of year. So, and especially on a day like today. Mm. Um, magnesium so magnesium is great for the nervous system muscles joints everything it's a pain so, pump inhibitor isn't it yeah i mean that one for me is if i don't take it regularly i'm that person that wakes up at cramp with cramp two three o'clock in the morning that mm -hmm. i literally have to get out of bed because it's screaming cramp mm -hmm. so if i take my magnesium no okay. problems yeah and then i also take selenium yes free, free radicals yeah, yeah. So, and B complex, but my I need to take B complex, but my body doesn't do that at the moment. It rejects it. Right, selenium seems to be a good one that works really well with thyroid functions as well. Yes. So, okay. So we, know, we know kind of things function a little bit erratically with me at times. Yeah, and that by the way, that's the same with a lot of people, which is the reason why we need to have measures. Yep. If, if you have a measure and you can actually check in and see how this book, and this is the reason why, and by the way, notice that with Hannah, what she's, what she's stated is that she actually she said three points, but she sees an individual person for each one of those areas. You know, she's working with Martini, She's also working with Ken Yobbs and she'll go and see specific network chiropractors in order to take care of her health. So she's looking at different areas, both, physically, chemically, and emotionally, but taking care of all three of those areas and not necessarily all with the same person. No, but also they are ironically all linked because Kim, Kim is what, even though I knew John through school, John Martini, because he's big in the chiropractic world, mm -hmm. it was Kim that actually got me to go and do a Martini seminar <laughs> because he also wrote about published the network articles it was him that got me to go back and see my network chiropractor in notting hill so mm -hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. still that common denominator yeah well look, it's it's really nice to hear chiropractors and by the way chiropractors taking an approach where they're paying out and making an effort for their own care because a lot of chiropractors, and this is something i noticed with a lot of chiropractors if they don't have a chiropractor near them or a chiropractor that works with them. A lot of them actually neglect their own chiropractic care yeah. and they won't travel for that. Personally, I used to travel an hour each way to go and get my adjustment every week. Yeah. Why? Because my, I valued it. Yeah. My parents travel. Um, I was going to say, it can take them a good hour to get into Bath, but they will travel to Bath to go and see a friend that does network spinal. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing is people are willing to, I, I have loads of clients that will travel, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes from Hastings because a lot of them come on the other side of Hastings that a lot of people will travel from Hastings because they specifically want to see a chiropractor 
that works in a way that works for them. Yeah. That works for them and is social proof and has has the label of it works. And yeah. and that's the thing is people will travel and you do sometimes have to travel if you're gonna find someone that really suits your needs. So it's really nice to actually hear that coming from a chiropractor as well. And that it's not just patients that are making that effort, but we have to make that effort to take care of ourselves as well. Yeah, definitely. So Hannah, I, I just want to move on and look, you, you've almost touched upon this a little bit anyway, because by telling us how you look after yourself, you've kind of almost guided our patients to a way that maybe they can take care of themselves. But maybe there is a, a couple of tools or tips or hints that you can give to our listeners so that they could take some small steps or some actionable steps today that would help them to actually improve in their health. So I think <clears throat> one of my biggest, biggest things, and it is difficult because we often live in a rat, rat race world and technology is all around us. It's sometimes just having that afternoon just to step away from everything and just having time to be with yourself. And I know it's difficult if you've got families, yourself employed and running, running numerous businesses, but just being able to find that time one day a week, well, one day, yeah, one day a week or every other week is so important because it can not just physically give you an, what I like to call a step up into kind of feeling a little bit more energized, but also mentally it can kind of give you that time that if you just need to sit and have a cry, you can sit and have a cry. If you need to have a scream, you can scream, you can have a giggle, because at the end of the day, it's just releasing whatever needs to be released. Amazing. So yeah, being allowed, being, allowing yourself to be with you. It's actually, it was really interesting. Uh, I had an experience like about very similar to this, this week with a client who actually came in and said something along the lines of, I've just I've got so much to do I've got this that 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 this that this that <clears throat> and she said I didn't do any of it and I felt great <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like cool you should do more of that so like, I can't yeah. I've, got, I've, got, I've got to keep up with and I was just like but for why and she goes I don't know and there is there's this and by the way I catch myself doing this all the time because I am a busybody. I like that cost, a constant hustle. I feel like if I'm not doing something productive, I'm wasting time. However, sometimes, and, and actually I find for me personally, my moments of genius come at the times that I'm relaxing. So say for example, you know, I was reading a David Attenborough book the other day and just the context of reading a David Attenborough book uh, just kind of opened my eyes and my ears and my, just my mind up to the idea of being more sustainable, not just for the planet, but how can I be more sustainable in my practice or more sustainable with my health? And, and sometimes it's in those moments of relaxation, you have your biggest breakthroughs. Yeah. I mean, I, it was funny because I was talking with Mike yesterday. It was either yesterday or Friday we we're talking and he said, he said to me, are you going to take time off this weekend? I was like, well, I need to make some face cloths. And he looked at me and said, that's working. I said, it's working, 
but I enjoy sewing. So it's not working. That's my way of relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the same with me. Like, I don't mind being in practice for 10 I mean, hours a day. I'll make you laugh. I mean, look, the sewing machine's on the dining room table. Ready. So what, if, if all of a sudden we start hearing a whirring noise whilst we're recording this podcast, what we basically know is that Hannah can't leave her work alone. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love that. I love that. So look, okay. So that's really, that's super easy. Just taking, and is there like a suggested amount of time or, you know, is, is there kind of something that you would get someone to focus on to be able to do that? I d- I don't always say a suggested time. It just depends on what you've got to, what you can give. I mean, sometimes I will, headphones and ears go out my back gate Mm. of the complex where I live Mm -hmm. and literally just try and go for a half an hour walk and just try and be in, have a a podcast on of of some sort. Yeah. And listen to somebody. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. I love it. And that's for a reset to go, okay, yeah, get on with it. You're ready to rock and roll after that. Yeah. Amazing. Look, I love it. I love it. Do less, do less to learn more or do less to get more sometimes. And do you know what? It's interesting because uh, I listen to quite a lot of mindset coaches, uh, Wayne Dyer being one of them, uh, another lady called Abraham Hicks. Yeah. They both talk about the idea or sometimes you do just have to do less. And, you know, well, that's what I love about John D. Martini's values. So he has, 13 questions which mm, is called mm, your value so he has 13 questions mm, mm, everything if you do everything that is linked to your highest values it's not work no it's not it's not at all not no. at all super easy and I, I joked with john and his daughter elena and i was like yeah i retired the day i graduated and they both looked at me and just burst out laughing yeah, yeah, yeah. i love yeah. it i love it i i I've done one of G, uh, D Martini's charts as well, like break down your chart of all your time and, and, and have a look at what, and, and he will, he'll go, like, how much time do I spend on this? How much money will I make from this? How much joy do I get from this? How much would it cost me to get someone else to do the same thing? So if he's got a low joy, he's got a low joy from the thing, but it's got a high output for, for his life, he delegates it. Yeah. He delegates it. And, and it's the same with me, by the way. There's a lot of my stuff in my life. In order to be able to do less and stay at the same level, I've just had to learn how to delegate more. Yeah. I've, I've literally learned in the last like two, three months, just started delegating. I was like, yeah, no, that can go out to somebody. Yeah, I'll find, I'll find the cash for it, but it can go out to somebody. Exactly. Exactly. So, Hannah, I, look, I want to ask, I want to ask, there was a little bit of complications with you studying, I remember. So I remember having a conversation with you because obviously the universities in the UK can be a little bit, what's the word? Controversial, I think is probably the right word to use with their opinions of what chiropractic is. Whereas obviously Life West is very much a, uh, a very chiropractic driven school. But yeah. what I want to ask is if you could go back you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice. It might be before university. It may have been at university. If you could tell yourself something that would have potentially made your life easier or fast track the process, what would you go back? What piece of advice would you give to yourself or pieces of advice would you give to yourself? 
I, I was going to say, why still that life west and kind of helping out sometimes with the prospective student weekends? I would get asked, I would get asked a question being kind of the one or two British person out of a school of eight, nine hundred. My one question I would say to them is, have you looked at any other school? Mm. And sometimes they'd look at me and go, no, this is the place. And I'd be like, just go and look some, just, you don't have to go and look at it. Just get the information. But sometimes it's about being at a school that fits your needs and you fitting the, fitting the school. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't regret having had my time at AACC and WEOC. I mean, AAC was interesting because of what my body did and having a very rare tumor diagnosed and luckily taken out but it got me in the circle of the World Congress of Chiropractic Students. Yeah. And that is how I then met Brian Kelly and got to know people. And I, I will also say if it wasn't for Brian, I would have never met people like Andrew Wakefield and Dale Bigtree, who are very big in the States in helping people understand and just like learn what the risks are with, with certain chemicals. But yeah, it's definitely about finding the school that fits you. Going back in and find, and not even not even necessarily a school, but finding the place that fits you. Say, so if you were to apply the same thing to patients, you know, a lot of people think that the closest practice to them is going to be the best practice for them, and it might not be, because there are a lot of towns that will only have one chiropractor in them, and then you may have to actually travel. To, I mean, like I say, I, pers I personally get patients travel from all over Sussex to have patients travel from Brighton, yeah. have patients travel from Peacehaven and Cobra, uh, Rye, Lyd, Hastings, Seaford, Bexhill, Pevensey, like all the surrounding towns to Eastbourne yeah. in every direction, Helsham, like all of these towns, patients will travel down to Eastbourne to come and to our clinic. Why? Yeah. Because the clinics that are in their areas do not meet their needs in the same sense that, like I say, well, you might go to a university and it may be very almost, I, I sometimes use the word physical terrorist, is it's almost like being a physiotherapist as opposed to being a chiropractor, which is fine, by the way, if that's how yeah. you want to practice. But not every chiropractor will want to do rehabilitation. Why? Because they want to niche in their specific area it might be neurology or network, or it may be into toggle or SOT. And sometimes your school may not fit that just in the same sense that your practice may not fit those philosophies for you. And you may find that yeah. you need something like a nutrition plan as well. And if that, if that practice is doing brilliant at adjusting you, but not applying the nutrition plan, like Hannah's had to do, you may actually have to find more than one school so that you can go to different practices to learn different things so you can actually best work your health. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same with Wiltshire. So if it helps every other weekend, I'm in Wiltshire. So I privately work in Wiltshire as well. Yep. And I have clients that travel hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. And people will travel if, when they find someone that really works for them. Yeah. And they and they will continue to travel, and some will actually travel for the rest of their life. Uh, like I say, when I was working in Brighton, I used to have patients that would travel two hours to come and see us. 
Yep. Crazy, but it's worth it. If, if the benefit is there. Yeah. Of course. Amazing. So look, you've given us so much information today and, I'm, and I know there's been some amazing value, but there may be questions that I haven't asked you that people want to know the answers to. Maybe people want to know a little bit more about your side business in the face cloths as well. So if there's any chiropractors that are listening to this or uh, other practitioners that are listening to this, it might want to look at stuff like that, or they may want to know a little bit more about your techniques. What kinds of ways can people get in touch with you? What kind of websites and stuff have you got? Uh, maybe tell us a little bit more about how we can get in touch with you. So I was going to say the best website in some ways is my probably my personal one, which I'm trying to expand and grow at the moment, which is antschiro.co.uk. Antschiro. So A N T T Z. A N T T Z. Cairo.co.uk. So it's a little bit of a take on my surname because yep. Emmett in Cornish means ant. Mm-hmm. So hence ants. There is also a Facebook page which is um, ants face cloths. So people get to see kind of like the colorful designs that are done. And other than that, I mean, email, email address. So my email address is antscairo at gmail.com. Amazing. And if not the Fulham, so census, so census doc, well, censushealth.com is the other way of contacting. Amazing. Amazing. So look, what we'll do is I'll make sure that Hannah gets all of those sent over to me and we'll put them in the description that goes with this video uh, and goes with the audio for our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. So we'll make sure that all of those details are in the comments uh, and the descriptions below. So, Hannah, I want to say a massive thank you for jumping on with us. But what I've got is I've got one last question for you. And I call this the wow question, which is your parting words of wisdom. So maybe there is a quote or a saying or a mantra or some sort of just last bit of advice that you feel like the people that are listening to the show really, really need to know coming to the end of this podcast. I was going to say there's probably about two or three quotes that always stand out the most to me. One of them being a Donny quote, which is the, the shape, tension, and tone of your spine relates to the shape, tension, and tone of your life. So I always love that one. Um, my other one that is very much a, it's, it's very much a Kim Yobbs quote is meanings matter. So whatever you're thinking, whatever is going on, they do matter. Don't, don't brush them aside. And then my other probably favorite one, which I actually have on my iPad screen is master the skill of taking chaos and challenging and turning it into order, which is John Demartini. You love our quotes. I love my quotes. I love the quotes. I do you know what, I've got, I've got Thomas Edison's uh, quote up on the wall. But actually, I like I like some of those quotes. I'm actually looking to get some more quotes put on our wall in the clinic in the next six months to a year, just because of it. It's those punchy little things that really make people stop and think. And ironically, the the ethos of our practice and the questions that patients ask changes quite drastically when you put very small and subtle quotes on the wall, and even if they consciously or subconsciously read it, 
those kinds of things. And it was interesting. Which was the one that you said, um, Meanings Matter? Meanings Matter. Meanings Matter. By, yeah, Meanings Matter by Kimmy Ops. The, the idea of, you know, having those, having those things on the wall and the sense of meaning of those things, it does matter subconsciously what we do. And it's, it's super important not to brush those things aside. We actually have a blackboard up on one of our walls in the clinic mm. and we try and change the quote every other week. Amazing. And I think one of our biggest ones that got a lot of kind of like people looking at it was like writing down the side was fear. Right. So F-E-A-R. And then next to it, false expectation appearing real. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, look, it's been so nice to talk to you and actually have a very level-headed conversation uh, with another chiropractor that loves chiropractic. By the way, one thing, one secret that I've got about me and Hannah is we're both horrendous workaholics. Uh, <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I remember speaking to Chris, who is uh, one, of, one of Hannah's colleagues and tries to get her to take a day off. She's like, Saturdays are not for days off. It's one of the busiest days in the practice. I just want to be there. So she's very much like me. Like, so long as there's patients booked in the diary, she would be there from eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night. So long as it's, so long as there's just people there. Uh, and it, it's, it's really nice when you actually get to meet Hannah, there's a very nice uh, vibe and energy that comes from Hannah. And I, I can only imagine that emanates in the practice when she's working. So I just want to say a massive thank you for coming on. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, is this your first podcast you've ever done? It is, yes. <laughs> so for someone's first podcast, you can you can tell that obviously she talks the talk. She she actually practices the way uh, that she is actually demonstrating here as well. So I just want to say a massive thank you for jumping on with us, and it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. And so for everyone listening, this is another episode of Coffee with a Chiropractor with your host Patrick Hogg. And again, one last thank you for Hannah for jumping on with us today. And we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this information, please like and subscribe to our channel on your favorite listening platform. If you know someone who could benefit from this information, please share. We hope to see you next time for another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor with your host, Patrick Hogg.